Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. It's Tuesday, May 23rd. I'm Skift Senior Media Producer Jose Marmalejos, and I'm joined by Dennis Shaw, Skift Executive Editor. Uh, and I'll just read from your LinkedIn here. You're also the founding editor, employee numero uno, chief <laughs> storyteller at Skift, online travel trend vetter. Hello, Dennis. Hey, Jose. Thanks for having me. And as you can tell from my LinkedIn, I speak very fluent Spanish. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in Puerto Rico. You're picking stuff up. <laughs> right. Today, you're joining us to discuss the article that just published on skiff.com about the highest paid CEOs in online travel in 2022. So who topped that list? That list was topped by Glenn Fogel, the CEO of Booking Holdings, which has brands like Booking.com, Kayak, OpenTable. Uh, yeah, he, he was awarded $31 million. Now, the thing to remember is they don't actually receive this amount of money. Um, you know, th this is for 2022. A lot of these pay packages are based on the CEOs and the companies uh, reaching certain performance targets. So it's really just paper money uh, in some respects uh, until years to come. Um, right. Yeah. But one thing, you know, I always have fun looking at uh these uh, these salaries and pay packages. Um, if thirty one million dollars seems like a lot of money, it's really not a lot compared to uh, a few previous years. So, for example, in two thousand twenty, Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb, he got a pay package of one hundred and twenty million dollars, and wow. people were aghast. But the next year, uh, the new Expedia CEO. Peter Kern got a pay package of $296 million. Poor Brian, you know, he, he got ripped off. Wow. And <laughs> this is money they actually saw, or this is just that? No, this money? is, no, this is money on paper. You have to, you know, reach certain targets over the next few years. So um, actually the Wall Street Journal had an article the other day that said that the actual money that uh, CEOs are receiving has gone down uh, in recent years, uh, to a level that's not been seen for a decade. So, um, a lot of this money is just on paper, but the incentive is there for, for them to earn it. Well, you say that it's the lowest amount that they've actually brought in in a decade. Of course, Skift and a lot of other publications have tracked how executive compensation has just been skyrocketing relative to median, uh, pay earned by employees. Is is this us just returning to what it was once was, or does this represent a different trend? Well, in the last few years, the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission has required companies to um, detail what the uh, CEO's pay is in in, um, in contrast to the uh, to the median employee at the company. And so, for Glenn Fogel this year, I think it was. 404 to one. So there is a major, major disparity. I mean, do you really have to pay CEOs that much? Um, you can make arguments both ways. Uh, in Europe, uh, CEOs in Europe get about half the compensation that US CEOs get. 
and uh, they get a lot more salary and bonuses as compared to equity. Uh, so maybe maybe the whole system needs to be revisited. I mean, there's a, not in travel, but there's been a lot of companies where shareholders have demanded the right to have a say on pay, you know, to be able to vote up or down or give input into what the, the CEO is making. Um, I don't know any travel companies where that has passed, but uh, that is certainly a trend as we see these packages get so much bigger. Was there anything that surprised you in your reporting? Yeah, I guess it wasn't a total surprise, but uh, one, one interesting thing is you have a couple of struggling companies, uh, Sonder and Vacasa. Their shares are trading for less than a dollar a share, and they're, there's there's a um, a, uh, a real possibility that uh, they could be delisted from the stock market uh, because they're unprofitable and, and because their shares are below a dollar. And so the CEO of Sonder, Francis Davidson, got a pay package of $21.6 million, And the new CEO of Vacasa, a property management company, got a package of $13.3 million. But of course, these, these packages are... are um, Performance based. So, something like 90% of uh, the Sandra CEO's pay package is dependent on him, his, uh, his company reaching $13 a share or something like that. So, he's got a long way to go. Um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah, right. But I look at these things, I call these, some of these uh, packages, I call them lifetime achievement awards. <laughs> so for example, the Sonder CEO, he founded his company. Oh, I don't know if it was 2014 or something like that. He co-founded the company and they went public uh, last year in January. And this is his big payday. This is his big payoff, you know, after all those years of uh, laboring in the wilderness. And the same thing with uh, Peter Curran of Expedia. He joined the Expedia board in 2005 become CEO during the pandemic. And wow, they've rewarded him $296 million in theory. Right. So, yep. It's it's the payoff for all that work and all those years of toiling. Right. In some of these cases. Of, that's what it seems to be. Are these packages necessary to recruit the top-notch CEOs? I don't know. I mean, uh, let's look at a company like TripAdvisor. Now, they uh, have been a struggling company. Um, they hired a new CEO last year. They gave him, I believe, a $500,000 signing bonus. Um, so it might have been, you know, and actually, as I was reporting on, on uh, that story about TripAdvisor's search for a CEO, a lot of people told me nobody wants this job, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think um, they had trouble... Uh, recruiting a CEO. So he got the, Matt Goldberg, he got the $500,000 signing bonus and his 2022 uh, pay package is 14 and a half million. So I guess in some sense, some of these packages are necessary to get a uh, top leader. Right. It's a tough job, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> exactly. And hey, come on, you, you know, I mean, these are these are talented people, very experienced right. people. I'm not saying they deserve $14 million or $296 million, but the average median employee couldn't do the job.
Right. Yeah, that's true. People don't often focus on that when they're complaining about that disparity. Right. I mean, I couldn't balance my checkbook when we had checkbooks. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else that you want to talk about from this article before we let you go? Oh, just one minor one, one minor point is that you didn't have to be a CEO last last year to make the top 10 list in travel. In fact, although Airbnb CEO uh, wasn't on the ten, top 10 list in 2022, because of his uh, big payday a few years ago, he only made like uh, $311,000 um, uh, in 2022. Not a, not, a bad, uh, not a bad compensation package for you and me, uh, Jose. But um, my, my point is that three of his, uh, his fellow executives, though, made, made the top 10 list. They're not CEOs. It was the chief technology officer, the chief financial officer, and Catherine Powell, the head of hosting, they all made about 10 million bucks. So you don't obviously need to be a CEO to, uh, to, get, uh, to earn this kind of money. Right. And that, that's, of course, also based on performance incentives. There are things in exactly. that they need to hit, right? Yep. All right. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us today. That article, again, is the 10 highest paid online travel execs in 2022 and is available now on skiff.com. Dennis, thank you for your time. And Jose, just one more question. Uh, when is payday? <laughs> you know, on paper, uh, <laughs> it's already passed, but you're going to have to wait uh, for, you know, to hit some, to hit some targets first, Dennis. Okay, sounds good. More Thank stories. <laughs> In other SCIF news, associate editor Rashad Jordan reports that hotels are increasingly developing locally themed experiences to appeal to travelers. Jordan writes hotels believe they can attract guests and boost revenue by featuring local art and food, with more travelers looking for destination-based experiences. Next, a U.S. District Court judge recently ordered JetBlue Airways and American Airlines to end their Northeast Alliance, which enabled the two companies to sell tickets on each other's flights. Edward Russell, editor of the skiff publication Airline Weekly, delves into the implications of the judge's decision, including what it means for JetBlue's pending merger with Spirit Airlines. Finally, columnist Colin Nagy looks into the rise of membership clubs with New York and London, among other cities, welcoming a flood of new entrants. Nagy touches on some of the strategies new membership clubs are taking, including their plans to enhance their guests' culinary experiences. For more travel stories and deep dives into the latest trends, head to skiff.com. To find these stories and more insight into the business of travel, subscribe to the Skiff Daily Newsletter at skiff.com daily.